walking through forests of palm tree apartments, scoff at the monkeys who live in their dark tents. Down by the waterhole, drunk every Friday, eating their nuts, saving their raisins for Sunday. Lions and tigers who wait in the shadows, they're lost but they're lazy and sleeping. back for another week of SVS Fly Fishing Podcast. And, hey, I think they should play that song every time the Bengals fumble a football at home. That had to have been wrote between, like, 67 and 72. I don't know, but it's horrible. That's a Terrible. bad tune. <laughs> I don't uh, know what made me think know, about it. <clears throat> it, it uh, I've never heard that before. I'm like, what the hell? You never what? heard you never heard Bungle in the Jungle? No, that's terrible. Oh, I, should, I, I almost thought it, it has like, like that, like groany <laughs> wine, like late sixties, early seventies voice to it. That's why I said that. Jay was giving me looks of disapproval while I was playing. Well, no, I was looking. I'm like, <laughs> that's no, not Derek and the that. Dominoes, is it? At the no. beginning, and I'm like, no. What other rock and roll band has a flute? I don't fucking know. <laughs> no, not many. None of them. <laughs> Who is that? Jethro Tull. Hmm. I hate when people think Jethro Tull is just a man. It's like Leonard. Do you like, you like no, Leonard Skinner? He's cool. Do you know what movie that's from? Uh, oh, um, oh, Joe Dirt. Armageddon. Oh, shit. <laughs> He's like, I hate when people think Jethro Tull is just a man. <laughs> hey, this musical interlude is brought to you by Predator Fly Gear. Check them out at PredatorFlyGear.com. A-Rex Hooks. Find out all their new stuff at A-Rex-Hooks.com. Sims Fishing. Fish it well. SimsFishing.com. Hey, tonight's show is being recorded live from the Urban Fly Company studios. Check them out at urbanflycompany.com. Yeti, built for the love. Queen City Guiding. Our buddy Ryan Evans, go uh, get a guided trip and or check out all the stuff he has on his website, like all the stuff I'm tying Game Changers with, uh, the Chanel, Finesse Chanel, Fox, whatever you need. Go check out all the stuff out at queencityguiding.com. And why not fishing? And they're at the dock. Is that all of them? I think we got them all, bud. Good. Good, um, good job. So oh, wait. We are being brought to you live from the Urban Fly Company Studios. Oh, you did that already. Almost, but did we? Good. Okay. <laughs> okay. I was making sure. I thought, okay. I thought you might have left one out. Sorry. And, and he did it a little bit better, too. How did he? Yeah. Eh, whatever. Fuck that. That's all right, Jay. We'll give you A for effort, bud. Hey. Just wanted to make sure you weren't getting left out there. Thanks, buddy. Do you know anything else by Jethro Tallmark? No, I don't really know Jethro at all. Oh, here. All. You'll know this, Dan. I'm sure. We're going to let it roll in the background just for everyone to hear. A little bit of aqua lung. I'll keep it. Hey, tonight, I our have, guest. I have heard that. So I oh, did not yes. know it was Jethro yeah. Tull, though. 
<laughs> guest tonight. To be honest with you, I uh, was... we have we have Chris Vaughn and uh, Josh Sharenko from the Smalley Talk podcast. I cannot wait to talk to these dudes. Uh, they're they're gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun show. They so, seem like our cup of tea. I always thought that was cream. No, cream sings "Sunshine of Your Love." Yeah, I knew that, but I, I always thought that's who that was. Yeah, very similar sound What's, to it. Uh, they sing the, a song about something curtains. Isn't L- that them too? Locomotive breath. Yes, there you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would have never remembered that if I didn't just look the song up. <laughs> 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 so, uh, we got a lot of fish and talk to talk about. Um, let's go uh, sequential order. Mark, you took Monday and Tuesday off work. Yeah, Monday was crap. Interesting, though. I got to the boat launch, and there's nothing there, which I kind of figured because... Nothing is in boat launches or people or... As in people. But the launch was... Or, or the dock. Do- the dock no, do- was still there, which is weird at that one. But the rest of them have been pulled. And it was like a little bit later, like after people should have been out there. And I <laughs> launched a boat. It's kind of like a little bit of a late start. We had, what, 20-degree mornings. The yeah. wind had already started. The wind never laid overnight. It just pretty much kept going. So the right side, I butted right up against a causeway. All I can hear was it just wrapping off the opposite side. But I'm trying to get out of the marina. Then I get to the end of it, and I look down. And I'm like, what's that noise? That would be my trolling motor dragging. Really? A foot of water. <laughs> I had to push-pull there. I had to lift the trolling motor, push myself out of the out of the marina. <laughs> <laughs> what did you use as the push pull? I got that remember that little hanger thing that's like tucked oh, up underneath yeah, the yeah, lip yeah, of the yeah, boat yeah. that came with it. It's perfect. It's it looks like a gaff, but it's like a snub nose at the top with a hook behind it and a point. Mm-hmm. And it's like there's a little lock underneath of my front deck and just goes up underneath. It's there. for stopping the boat when you come into mm-hmm. the dock, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, yeah. That would be the world's up. worst gaff. It's got like a ball on there. Yeah, you yeah. might be able to gill rake them with it. <laughs> when you eerie shuffle them, you just get it down. That's how you pull them up on. But yeah, it's for like hooking on to like the boat cleat or the dock cleat and pulling yourself into it. So yeah, once I got myself out and I kind of positioned, it's kind of one of the things where I was like, all right, I have one section here and I'm going to work. Here's what I'm going to do. And I'm just going to spend from now till close to dark just doing it. Let's see what happens. Only one way to find out. I probably marked. Three skulls of fish with muskies on them. And probably two, three times I went by this one pod. It was the bigger of them. The other one, the muskies were glued to the bottom. So I had a 700 gram. Picked up the two-hander and never picked up a single-hander at all. Just threw it the whole day. They either stayed with like a heavier boy and fly if it was like up where the pack was or just sent it right down. It was 12 foot. So, so it wasn't undoable. No, it was right on the bottom. I could feel it tapping down there and hung and broke a couple too. So it worked over them, and then there were like two, three times I went by the one pack, and you can kind of see where the fish were. They were blowing up into the school of whatever, maybe perch or shad, but you'd have like arches into it, and then they'd be close, and then next time you go by, the fish would be set back off of it. So you could tell they were feeding down there, but you couldn't get nothing to move off of it. Then by the time like three thirty, four o'clock came, the wind had pretty much switched from north to west, and I was just scooting right down. <laughs> <clears throat> Tucked it in and fired it like, like as fast as I could with my trolling motor. Lifted it and then just scooted through like the one foot section back up into the harbor and like, into the marina. All right, you slid in like Pete Rose. So gave her a little run there and then got home and got back on orders probably like five o'clock. Shortly after, 
Derek messaged me and he's like, what do you got going on? Tying stuff, blah, blah, blah. I said, tying three today and I got tomorrow off work. I got to keep going. He goes, you're not going out? Checked the one gauge and all of a sudden, day before, it bumped. I'm like, hmm, okay. Because it's starting to come back down again. I was like, you know what? Good call. I'm going to hit something real quick. So I had problems. I was like, I'll give it like three hours. And then I got to get back tie flies. So I got out, started. Like, This is Tuesday now. This is Tuesday now, yeah. So gave it like a little bit in the morning, started about 8.30. So I'm going to go in, hit two different spots. And I'm just going to work them back and forth. The fish are moving perfect. If not, peel out, go back, get stuff done. Go into the one spot, hit it, nothing. Go into the next spot. And the next spot's kind of like goofy to... For the people that have been there, like you guys, it's it's a weird spot. It's hard to explain, but there's a down tree. You have three different there's, points to fish it from. Yeah, and there's a... No, not that one. That was the first spot. Okay. Now I'm up to the second one. So there's a down tree there, and the fish are under the tree. Oh, okay. But you got to swing it under the tree. And there's sticks coming out. So you kind of got to watch where it is, get it past them, then let it swing under. And it's weird. And the first time, a couple times through, nothing, nothing. And then I finally got the perfect drift into it. Went down in, coming out. And then as soon as I come up out, I see the nose come right up behind it and brushes off real quick. That's weird. Throw the next cast back in. And I come out, and this time I get ready to start into the eight, and it fires out like a missile and then pulls right off, like a like a false charge from a bear. Like, that was weird. So I go into the eight, fish comes right back up behind it, like sniffs the tail. Like, All right, you're done. <laughs> I'm leaving you alone. No more cast. Packed up, went back to the other spot. So now I go to the opposite side because from there I can cast onto the shelf. At this point, it's like 10 o'clock, sun's starting to come out. I'm like, all right, now these fish are going to feed. Window's hitting right now. Make like two casts into there, and it gets tight. And I like set into it hard, and it's nothing. And like when you're there, as soon as you feel anything tight, the first thing that registers in your head was like, did it move? Because if it didn't move, don't set it again, or you're not getting that fly back. So like first time I said it was nothing, and like it hit my head like quick. There's not a log there. Hit it. And I hit it again the second time, and it was like I set off a grenade in there. His head just starts head shaking and thrashing. Then it comes to the top of the water, thrashes his head around a few times, and then it takes off on a run like a pike would. And it just starts firing through, and I'm holding on to it, and I was pow. That was it. Fly line broke. What the hell? <laughs> and at that point, I'm like, my leader broke. you got to be kidding me. How, I, I just checked everything on the leader. Every morning, get it going, check all the knots, go through. Everything's good. I just made this one yesterday when I was out on the boat. Starts stripping it back through, and the fish starts coming up out of the water at this point. And I could tell how big it is now. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Head thrashes once, head thrashes again. Comes out the third time, and I saw the back of the, like, the leader kind of like flail. So I'm like, all right, good. Hopefully the hook's out at that point. Pull it in. Fly line snapped. So that all happened before you pulled your, your empty <clears throat> line back in? Yeah, because at this point, once it broke the line... I made like two strips to start pulling the line back in, and that's when the fish started going ballistic because the fly was still stuck in its mouth. And this Are thing you... was hot. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Are you trying to play the shittiest music ever tonight? This Is that so- like your goal? This song was requested by Mark oh, okay. to, to open sorry. the show with. I said this would have been a good one for Smalley guys. I'm not an addict because of how okay. bad we're okay. all addicted to Smalley's. You so this one did have a set an initial point to it. Yep. Yeah. But you don't it's like 90s just music. Been, 
it's just been all. It's not all you know. Great, great, great. Like stuff we're dying to hear. I guess. Uh, go ahead, Mark. Wait, Your story was great. Who doesn't keep going? Who doesn't die to hear Kay's choice? Oh, this God. is like the only. Medi- <laughs> and this song's like mediocre at best too. <laughs> it's like. Chad's like this, this, okay, just uh, I'm gonna bring going. it down. So at this point, I'm kind of like I'm standing there, like <laughs> holding everything. Like you know what? That's my sign. Just go home. And I'm like, no, I can't leave that one fish. I at least got to go back. But all I got to full sink now, and I have the stuff to repair the line there. Like I'm not tying a big honking. That stinks loop. leaving something in a fish like that too. You always feel bad. So I I switch over to the full sink and I was like everything I have is geared to fish off an intermediate. It's either river heads, minnow heads that are gonna get and cut. But I had one that brought up the black single bufer with a packerini tail. It's got a more dense head. First cast back in above that spot, let it drift down underneath, start coming back out, and all I see is the head come flying up past the fly line like it shot up to eat the fly and missed it. So I strip the fly straight level with its eye, turns left. Tries to swipe, misses it again. Next cast back in. Instead of like letting it go the whole way down in and underneath, I pulled it right to the edge and like left it at the lip. And then you just saw his mouth come up and just demolish it. That's yeah, cool. There we go. <laughs> it was perfect too because all I had to do is like lean the rod tip right down as it turned away, and then boom, just set with both right in. I thought it was going to be lift and put it into the net. That fish was hot. Did it jump into the, on the shore? No, it didn't jump <laughs> on the shore. It just wanted to go towards the middle, and it just kept rocking it up out of the water. It came up probably three, four times out of the water. Mm. And then, like, once I got it in, it's all head. The head on it looks like it's like a 42-3. The fish is probably like 34 or 5. Mm. It was all nubbing the tail. So I took a couple quick pictures, and I was trying to grab my phone to take a picture of it just to get, like, the, the tail because there's nothing there. It's like a nub, and it's just thrashing like crazy. You couldn't even hold on to the nub on it slipped on out like that would hmm. be pretty it was weird because like even the fin on the tops was all everything all the fins were all kind of like splayed like they had just been like tore apart there might have been one or two little scraggly pieces coming off the tail and that was just a nub but and, it was a hot huh. fish and from Strong. The, the picture you sent we couldn't tell any of that no like any of the characters and, and that's the why i was holding it like that because every time it moved it would slide out of my hand i couldn't even <laughs> tail grab it hmm. it was like literally like a 40 Two three inch fish in a thirty four inches body with no tail. It was all head and body. It was like fat and just bulked to the back, but you couldn't hold nothing. It's like holding a forty inch night crawler. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> I'm like trying to like get out of net, and every time I like I, I go to tail, I'm like, what the heck's going on? Then I look down, I'm like, holy crap, there's nothing here. It's just like hmm. a wee little nub. You, yeah, I couldn't even hold it to get a picture. I'm trying to get the phone to thrash down huh. my hands. It was, it was weird, but obviously. How fat that fish was, it's eating just fine. That thing was just a brute. You told me that story the other day, and then uh, I ended up watching Deadpool 2 yesterday. And after uh, Juggernaut tears Deadpool in half, it starts growing little bitty baby legs back. That's what I thought of, was your little bitty baby musky tail. <laughs> and I wonder, too, how much is like that fish like living right in that log jam. You know, it's just sitting there beating it up off of like this. Like, yeah, you know. it's probably calloused like a guitar player's fingers, you know? Yep, because, It'll grow back, though. Oh, I'm sure. If it's it gets away like from that, that tree. The 48 yeah. that was caught in the lower polar. It was, that tail was destroyed on that fish. Yeah. No, and it could back. be, too, though. You just got done through summer where it's super low in there. Not a whole lot of room to move. Yeah. On. Um, and then if the you don't, if you don't think if you don't think fish aren't even just even when jogging per f- for position 
in the river aren't aren't nipping at each other, aren't biting at each other. Aren't well, look at the place where I was today. All, all day. the fish that we get there, the whole sides of them are all smashed up from coming up and eating them shad and hitting off right the rocks. Right on the rocks. Yep. Yeah, bashing off sure. their gill plates and the whole front of them. They are always scarred up through there. Mm-hmm. And these fish here, the tails and the fins are always all wore off. So it's got to be going through all that mm-hmm. timber in oh, and sure. out of it. Then you get the weed ones. She's really going back. No, you guys mentioned shitty music, so I figured yeah. I'd play it all. <laughs> oh, this is it, yeah. Oh, you could just go deeper into this album, too. It gets just worse. No, um, we're not going any deeper into these guys. No. <laughs> if, you, if you're going to follow this up with anything, you might as well just do Lend My Sunshine. There you go. Nope. <laughs> well, if we're going to tell shitty stories and listen to shitty music, can I tell a story before we get our guests on? Oh, boy. So, uh, Friday, before we did last week's podcast, um, my wife and I, my mom and my stepdad... We had a, a fish dinner. Oh. <laughs> and uh, my and wife is like at the house. At the house. We had a fish dinner at the house. We, we got it from the Golden Bear and we, we took it to go and we ate it at the house. And my wife only ate half of her, uh, her fish, uh, her fish filet. And she only ate half of her halushki and she put it in the to go box. And I was like, all right, well, uh, I'm going to just throw this in the backseat of my pickup truck and I'll eat it. Tomorrow for lunch. But then tomorrow for lunch was Mark and I doing deer tails. Excuse me. Then Sunday ended up doing something stupid. And Monday, I actually had leftovers from podcast dinner. So I didn't eat it for Monday lunch. And it's been in the backseat of my truck. And Tuesday, I was like, oh, this is kind of weird. I'm not going to eat this for lunch. It's been sitting back there too long. But I didn't end up eating lunch on Tuesday. So what is that? Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You said it's Monday, sat in there a couple nights. Tuesday. Holy crap. On my way home from work on Tuesday, I reached in the back seat. I opened this to go container. I said, huh, here's a fish sandwich and some halushki. I said, ah. I smelled it. <laughs> and it smelled. smells like a fish sandwich and halushki. <laughs> it smelled like a fish sandwich and halushki. So. I opened up this fish sandwich. Right, I opened the you fish. Are up. In the <laughs> you are in <laughs> So I was on Swamp Road, right by the. Uh, oh. I remember where I was. I was on Swamp oh. Road, right by the uh, by the an- animal. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, shelter by the pound. Yeah. yeah, and I started eating this fish sandwich, and I had it. <laughs> I started eating this fish sandwich. <laughs> I had it gone by the time I was on eighteen, or by the time I crossed over eighteen. Oh. And then, <laughs> I remember. I'm, Did it I, taste okay? Yeah, it tasted fine. Remember, I was driving with my e- my knee. Eating a fillet of fish like a Neanderthal, and then I started eating halushki with my bare fingers and just shoveling it in my face while I'm driving with my knee. <laughs> what? It's been in the bed of, or the back seat of my truck for five five days. <laughs> Tell me you had the shit by the time you got home. No, no, no. I was fine. No. I, was, I was. Takes twenty four hours. Come I, on, you're serve safe. I, I was perfectly fine. So the next morning. I was laying in bed, and my stomach was on fire. It was on fire. I was like, oh, God, I, I got to wake up now. It was like quarter to six in the morning. I normally don't get out of bed till like 6.30. Quarter to six, like, oh, I got to go now. And normally I don't poop up in our bedroom because, you know, that, that's gross. <laughs> but I couldn't make it down to my downstairs bathroom. So I, I was like, oh, guys, I'm, I'm going. <laughs> so I, I went poop. It, I was on the toilet until I normally wake up at 6.30. So that's 45 minutes of solid liquid 
fury. And I was like, okay, well, normally, uh, and you know, uh, your daughter was over that Wednesday, the same day that I ate the the poison fish fillet. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and uh, my son wanted to do a weird food challenge, so you know, I made spam and I made uh, I let him eat sardines, I let him eat anchovies and smoked oysters, all the canned stuff, and. You know, they each had one, and I ate the rest of it on top of the poison fish. And oh. <laughs> so, so I wish so you added like eight cans God. of poison on top how of the you, poison. Why didn't you have rats running around in there, too? So I I got to work, and, you know, I'm like, oh, I, I pooped at home. I'm not going to have to do my morning poop. Five poops later in a raw butthole. I'm like, oh, my God, I cannot handle this anymore. <laughs> And it never dawned on me that it was the poison fish fillet. Oh. When did it hit you in the forehead that I had eaten this awful, awful fish fillet that I shouldn't have? On my way home from work, when I passed the pound, and I, I was pedaled down behind, behind a slow car, and I was like, oh, I got to get home now. <laughs> like, now. It was like a photo finish, but I was behind a slow car. And I was like, oh, this is where I ate the poison fish. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's how my stomach hurts today. Oh, that's amazing. Wow. Oh, I don't know, man. You are something else, Chad. You're something special sometimes, buddy. Once you think you've seen it all, you ceases to amaze you again. <laughs> you know, you know what? Five days, but the temperature never got above thirty-eight degrees. Ah, oh, fish yes. though, fish, fish, man. How long would you leave a fish in your fridge? Okay, fish f- that well, I had remember caught. This, hold on, though. fish that I had caught a little a little while, but a fish from the bear, of all places. Like it's not like you even got fish from fucking Red Lobster, which is shitty fish. Like it's actually good, decent fish, but you got fish from a bar in town, which I'm sure is fried and delicious <laughs> at the moment. Oh, but it, it Jesus, so I wouldn't let it sit another day. That's why I eat it five days later. Mm, sorry, Mark. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say though, but even though it never got above thirty-eight, the thing's also insulated in a box, and all day long when that sun's on it, it's more like mid-forties at room temperature for like six hours, and then it gets cold at night for a few hours. So it's been warming up and heating every day. That is like the absolute poster child of what you don't want food to do. <laughs> hey. I'm I'm here to tell the story. <laughs> Sit yeah. in a lightweight it incubator. Kill you. That's it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, well, from fish you only get food poisoning, I believe. And guess what? I don't think you get salmonella or any of that stuff from fish. I'm you just get, the poisoning. only other thing you'd be able to get would be like worms or something like that. Oh, that's uh, it. That'd be awful. I need a good case of the worms. You need a tapeworm, you, Chad. Though, in <laughs> order for you to get <laughs> worms, you need a tapeworm <laughs> from yeah from fish, you would know because yeah. it would have to be rot gut eating it. Oh no! This still anything that good. you eat that's gonna taste normal, it's a foodborne like that. It'll take a little bit to set in. <laughs> yeah. If you eat it and it's bad, then oh, you're gonna be sick, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> if, it, if it's green when you eat it, yeah, don't eat it. Yeah, no, like I said, it still smelled good. <laughs> <sighs> you know, water that you drink out in you know the middle of nowhere might look good too. It's probably yeah. got cow shit in it. But Bieber's fucking that. I learned that the hard way. I got the giardia. Oh, from you got work. giardia. Yeah, that stuff's bad. Yep, cows were in a water above it. Didn't have any idea. I was in the creek. and Oh, you're drinking far, cow dump. Not far up from it. <laughs> we had a big pole there that you were able to hop in and swim in, and it was in a creek that was probably like 20 foot wide. And it was, at that time, I couldn't touch bottom in it. 
Yeah, the cow's good, not far up. <laughs> so could your crap. And I'm telling you, that's bad. And the bad part is, is the stuff you have to drink. It's like this one big bottle. You have to drink all of it. It's like $140 a bottle, and that was like 20 years ago. Oh, so now it's like three grand. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, it was probably well, I was 14 or 15 when that happened. Take a second mortgage out for your stomach problems. <laughs> oh, that's bad. Mm. Tell you what, though. Place we were at, we caught some big bass there around there. Oh, so it was totally worth it. Because <laughs> the nice part is, is it didn't. We stayed there for the weekend fishing. It didn't set in till Monday. Oh, so at least I got the whole good fishing through. <laughs> That's. And then I got to miss more school when I got back. Last time I went to Mexico, I got up. You know, we get hammered every night while we were there. The last night we got super hammered, and uh, I had strictly stayed with not drinking ice, like not drinking water like that wasn't in a bottle the last night we got so hammered i woke up in the middle of the night and i was so thirsty i stuck my head under the sink in the bathroom <laughs> and turned the faucet on just <laughs> <laughs> so that's back when i was working for bruce we got home like we got home on like a a saturday sunday i was fine monday i got to work and i had the flaming shits like we were doing a roof. I had to go like shitting these people's shrub- shrubbery beside their house. Oh, I've heard this story before <laughs> from the guy who still worked for Bruce. Yeah, he he was above me, like mm-hmm. l- looking down, laughing at me while I was pooping <laughs> in their shrubs. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man! Please tell me that, that person never knew that. No, they never knew. I I never met the the customer that uh. Oh, I was just say, imagine it was like some. I seen the house. Single mom that was home. Oh, <laughs> uh, hey, well, at least you fertilized the shrubs for him. <laughs> Chad shit in them bushes, dude. <laughs> There's a ten dollar miscellaneous at the bottom fertilizer. How <laughs> 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 much time geez. we got? Um, about seven minutes. We can talk about some stuff, or we can go take a, a little break before we give the guys a call. Whatever you guys want to do. What What are you guys thinking? And we'll go take a quick break and give them guys a call. Maybe talk to them for a few minutes before we uh, come back on the air. All right. Sounds good, man. Get all loosened up together. I hate these guys, but this song was really good live. I'll tell you that. Hell of a song live. And we are back with Chris Vaughn and Josh Shrinko from the Smalley Talk podcast. What is going on, my friends? Uh, not a lot, man. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, all I could think about right before we got on was you doing the, the red book, yellow book uh, <laughs> thing. I, was, I just kept thinking about uh, Ron Burgundy. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> right? I had ribs for lunch. That's why I'm doing this. I had ribs. <laughs> I, I think you guys are the first guest to ever question Chad about what he does before he comes on the air. Every week I try to do something. Nobody's ever brought that up? No, no, not a single person. No, every week I try to do a little bit more aggressive than the week prior to see if someone will bring something up. And you guys you guys won. Unreal. It got me 
I was I was like, oh my god, I, I got a little nervous. Like I'm stepping into a real production here, and I kept waiting for you to say, "Fuck it, I'll do it live. Fuck it, I'll do it live." Like, Write it time. down. So. I'll do it live. <laughs> That's yeah, the that best. Was, that was great. Oh Jesus, <laughs> Bill O'Reilly. Fuck it, I'll do it live. Yeah, man. Uh, well, good stuff. So right before we jumped on, I was I was trying my damnedest to get some like thoughts out of you guys uh to no avail it was very general you guys are very cia about hey, it that's very good. we'll keep trying hey we'll keep trying we'll get it we'll get it out of them. we're we're so cia that we named our podcast after it <laughs> <laughs> it's so they won't even tell never, us never get it. <laughs> they won't even tell us where they live i asked them where they live and they gave me like a 20 mile radius and they're like somewhere around here we threw out we threw out three cities and he had to make a triangle yeah mm-hmm. it was like dwight shrewd's directions yeah. when you hear the beehive turn right good stuff we, man well i appreciate you guys having us on uh oh we appreciate you guys coming your on podcast for a while so pretty cool um I, I can honestly say I have not been listening to you guys for a while, but I've been listening to you guys since uh I I'm it was the first time I listened to it. One of you interviewed your daughter. You took him took her fishing. Oh, that was me, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was a great episode. That that hooked me right away. That was a good episode. Definitely not indicative of what her podcast normally sounds. <laughs> no. <laughs> I dropped an F-bomb in the first 10 seconds, Josh. They know that. <laughs> well, when we first called Chris, Jay was talking about massive farts, and uh, I cleared the room. So you guys uh, you guys got broken into us the same way. Yeah, I jumped in. I was like, "Oh, this is these are my people right here." (laughs) I can talk poop. I can talk poop with the best of them. So we can talk poop and tell dick jokes. (laughs) Yeah, man. Uh, Yeah, good stuff for sure. So, So, um, uh, with the name of your podcast, what what do you guys talk about? Smalley Talk Podcast. We talk we talk smallmouth. So that's like uh, it's definitely now. Number one Smalley Talk podcast on the internet. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't for a while. <laughs> for a while, there was a more popular Smalley Talk podcast. The guys swooped in, took our name, found out <laughs> that we had it and changed it. But we're yeah, back. We're was... back on top. <laughs> what, so. Doesn't that guys, dude talk about Oakley guys, sunglasses did guys, now? Did you guys hear anything about that? The the the, the second Smalley Talk podcast. Did you guys hear yeah, anything? Doesn't he talk about, about Oakley sunglasses now? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a, it, yeah, Ray-Bans. That's Ray-Bans, Ray-Bans, yeah, Ray-Bans. Thing, dude. This guy just started a podcast and called it Smalley Talk. Like, and then when we asked him about it, he had like played dumb. Like, he had no idea there was another Smalley Talk podcast. It was very, very weird. Like, he didn't look so. up Smalley Talk podcast before he started Smalley Talk podcast. <laughs> I don't know. It was an alpha move, honestly, and I I strongly yield to male leadership. So as soon as he didn't back down, I just I laid down on my living room floor and spread my legs open and just assumed the position. So you're ready to receive. That's all I could do. But but he you won. Yeah. He took an alpha stance, and honestly, I had to respect it. So so how did you get him to relinquish the name? Yeah, he did. Yeah, uh, our, some of our listeners went a little wild on him. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, we <laughs> unsanctioned, unsanctioned hits were performed. So, yeah, but it, it was a weird dynamic. Like you know, 
somebody like just completely knocks off your name and you're just like, and we, we kind of said like, Hey, uh, you know, it's kind of weird that you got a podcast, the same name, you know, just trying to be cool, but not like say, Oh, you need to change it because it's like, you know, we don't copyright it or anything. And he was like, Oh, well, if you guys want me to change it, you know, I'll change it. And we're just like, okay. And then he just didn't change it. <laughs> and then, uh, and then our listeners started leaving bad reviews on this podcast and he like kind of got freaked out and like messaged like, Hey, what's the deal with this? And we're like, I don't know, man. Like maybe you should change your pocket. Like, well, you know, if you want me to change it, I'll change it. I'm like, okay. Yes, please do. <laughs> hey, with, with Shenango Valley shenanigans, I don't think that, I don't think anybody's going to move in on it. No, so I smart, <laughs> smart move. But you know Low what? Risk. That that's why we shorten it to SVS because it's it's hard to even say. <laughs> no, I like it. Yeah. So do you guys do like a video or do you just do? Uh, just audio. We were doing a video, but we ran into a little snafu, so uh, we're going to take a couple weeks off of doing that. We had a unicorn nice. that would dance around a room. So here's a question dust. for you. As a, as a similarly situated A-list smallmouth fishing celebrity like like us. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, we're B-list. So maybe have you guys C-list. been recognized like, out, in, out in public as like a host of this podcast before? Jay, tell the story about when you were floating the trout float. I've actually gotten recognized probably on three three occasions. I think. Nice. Uh, the one was on the trout uh, on, on our trout float. It's the and, nose. Oh, it's definitely the nose. And I, as soon as as soon <laughs> he has as a I, nose for radio. I, well, as soon as I spoke to the person, he just recognized the voice. Said, "You're you're the guy from the podcast." I'm like, I'm with my wife and uh, one of our other friends, and they're like, "No way." No way! You did not just go. No way! And then I felt like an asshole. You know what I mean? I felt weird. My red, I, my face probably got all red. I'm like, I'm sorry. You listen to that shit. I mean, uh, but and another time at the Beast of the East was actually a cool experience. That was really fun. A uh, couple guys, we were putting our boat in, and they said, "Hey, you're Jay from podcast, right?" I'm, oh yeah. I said, "You know what Muskie hit to? They hit to." Uh, uh, Wu-Tang Clan. Wu-Tang Clan. And they started playing Wu-Tang Clan. And as our boat's floating away across uh, across the Ganey, they're playing Wu-Tang Clan. And don't doesn't my uh, buddy catch a 46 right off the bat first thing in the morning? The Whoa. same one that was in the boat with you when you got recognized the other time. Yeah, same buddy. <laughs> so, yeah. Damn, Small dude. crew here, but You better yeah. be bumping some Wu-Tang every yeah. time you're floating <laughs> down the river. They ain't nothing to fuck <laughs> with, bro. Yeah. Yeah, SDS ain't nothing to fuck with, dude. Just early nineties hip hop. I've been I've been recognized twice uh, maybe a few times a few times, but once I was eating lunch with my uncle and this guy came up, he's like, Hey, huge fan of the podcast. I looked at my uncle, I was like, that happens all the time. <laughs> like, oh my, like, God, I can't even eat a meal. So, uh, like, Chris like, definitely really called like, me right after lunch. I definitely <laughs> don't recognize. Uh, and then another time, this is this is the level of bullshit that, you know, fans that we have. Uh, I'm walking down the river. Me and my brother fish this long wade. It's like three-mile wade. And we're walking back to the car. And like halfway back, the guy just drives by, rolled down his window, and goes, Smalley Talk Podcast. And then just kept driving. And then drove away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not, didn't ask if I wanted a ride. Just, I kn- know you just blasted past me. <laughs> so I was having sex with my Ooh. wife one night, and she said, Hey, you're from the podcast, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> said, no, that guy looks yes. a lot fatter. <laughs> so uh, as. 
Chris, I yeah. I have to ask you this. My stepbrother's car just got stolen this week. I heard you had a relatively same story. His hasn't got returned yet. Can can you tell us your story? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Happy to. That's that's why I, I get asked to fishing podcasts, right? <laughs> What's that? I said, you know, I would tell it better. Well, then, right? yeah. Josh, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> My car got okay. So I work, I work in the downtown Indianapolis area, and I parked on the street one day. I was driving my wife's uh, Nissan Rogue, fine automobile, um, parked on the street. So I get done with work, uh, walk back to where my car was, and it's just gone. Like, it's it's nowhere to be found. So I'm like, man, did I like, misremember where I parked or whatever? So I'm like, you know, I, I don't, you know, I don't know what's going on. So I, like, grab my phone, getting ready to call my wife, and my phone dies, like, in my hand. <laughs> So I'm like, Ugh. so I, I go start to walk back to my office and I look up and there's my car just driving like right past me, <laughs> like two black guys in the car, like windows down, music up, just like blasting, like having the like Ferris Bueller's day off, you know, like the best day on earth. Was it Wu-Tang Clan? rolling past me. And I'm like, ah, so I like reach down for my phone again. I'm like going to call 911. Obviously my phone's dead. So then I run up to this strange man standing on the street, and I'm like, "Sir, let me use your cell phone." And he looks at me, like, "Oh my god!" Like, he's like, "No, I don't think so." I'm like, "That's my car right there. Those motherfuckers stole my car." The guy's like, "Oh, okay, here you go." So he like hands me his phone. It's like a piece of shit flip phone. I'm like, "Why are you even? I could have stolen your phone. You'd have been better off." So anyways, I call 911. Immediately, I'm like contemplating, like I should just run this car down. Mel Gibson style, slide across the hood, punch them in the face, drag them out. Obviously, well within my physical capabilities, decided (laughs) not to do it, uh, just for purposes of keeping the peace. Call the police. Uh, They come, you know, they immediately get get them. They're like right around the corner. So like a half an hour goes by and they call me like, hey, you know, we got your car. Come down here. It's just down the road. You can get it back. So I'm like, all right. So I walk down the road and there's my car. The cops have these two guys. They're twin brothers, like (laughs) 40-something-year-old black guys, twin brothers, and they are, like, whacked out on drugs. I mean, like, crazy. (laughs) The guy looks over at me, and the cop, he's like, oh, this is your car. He's like, "Uh, can you look around and see if they stole anything? I was like, "Uh, okay, so I'm looking through. They stole, like, $20 in cash, some other little stuff. I'm like, this This isn't my cup, this big gulp. You know, they, they obviously took my money and bought a big gulp. And he's like, uh, do, you, do you want it? I'm like, no, I don't, I don't want their big gulp. I was like, no. so I handed it back to him. He's like, yeah, they're pretty whacked out. Uh, that guy over there keeps telling me that he's Steven Stahl. I'm like, what? It's just like a, 40, like a skinny little crackhead just... You know, thinks he's Steven Seagal. Did so. you say he's a black dude? That's my thing. And then later <laughs> on that night, I'm driving home, and the local police, like, pulled me over, like, guns drawn. Apparently, the Indianapolis police didn't report that my vehicle got recovered. <laughs> they thought that I was driving around a stolen vehicle. So, yeah. That's my story. Uh, <laughs> how, how the second, the so second I, meeting with the cop go? Can I tell, was can it I like, tell the one little detail you may have left out of that? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. <laughs> so Chris tells me Chris tells me a story, and I'm like, "Oh my god, dude, that was wild!" And then I'm like, "Well, how did they get in it?" 
and he was like, I, I'm still not sure. He's like, but there's a there's a slight chance I may have left the car running and a am <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That is bullshit. That's, that's completely bullshit. That's all made up. This was Eleanor on a very sophisticated group of jack artists. This was the last one, the 2012 Nissan Rogue SB. The last car on their list, and they they made it happen. There's a small chance. <laughs> you know, a Nissan Rogue at zero miles per hour runs damn near silent. I'm not going to apologize. <laughs> Japanese manufacturing and that's that's been stated many times so <laughs> it wasn't a hybrid was it <laughs> oh man well anyways what so I heard that you stood up your uh your buds here to go fishing today oh yeah I totally stood them up uh it, okay, where are you guys gonna go uh streamer damn. fishing or what well the day started off weird um actually the week started off weird the week started off, we were going to do a trout float. Um, if, if you guys or your listeners don't know, Mark is an avid trout hater. Like, hates them. So, uh, nice. the, he said, I will go trout fishing with you guys if it's you guys. I'll do it just for the camaraderie. I said, okay, yeah, let, let's do that. Let's go trout fishing. So, uh, that's how the week started out. And then last night, it started raining like crazy. And uh, we said, hey, let's go on a musky float. And uh, we we decided a different stretch to do. And no, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. No, that's Mark, after- Mark and Chad bickered all fucking week through text message <laughs> about where the fuck we were going to float back and forth. Like, I don't care where we go. I'm going to Mark. Uh, Chad, I'm going to send fucking spiteful pictures to show you where we caught fucking fish. <laughs> like, oh, no, I was no, I was in on no, all these texts and that was no, some bullshit. No, no, and, no, and no, I said, no. I said we were going to no, Muskie. No, no. We were going to French. You actually, as always, because we're going to start this over. We're actually going to get the right story out of this because Jay, as always, got to go in and dick with all of it. So none of the bickering started until Saturday after you changed it Friday night when I came over to your house to then do the float. What? So all week about? long, we never talked. We were all planning on going to Sandy. That was Fri- fine. Friday night. Well, then- what's the timestamp? So, <laughs> so now Saturday starts all the bickering as to where we're going to go because we couldn't trout float. The bottom at where we we're supposed to go to was there's no water. Yeah, there's no water there. So then that's where it turned into the musky float. It, it was well, turned into a warm water flow. That's warm what I'm saying, Musky. Well, I, I would have fished smallmouth and pike. I would have fished smallmouth or pike. I mean, smallmouth, pike, size flies. Either way. But it was a warm water float now, and now now the bickering between Chad and Mark starts <laughs> about which section, and this section's void of life, and this section's da 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 and then it's going back and forth. I'm like, oh, fuck, here we go. I, it's what, not what, void of life. Here's pictures of fish. What, what fucking <laughs> can of worms did I fucking open up by even saying we're going somewhere else? <laughs> so so this is why none of us fish together anymore. So, But we, we did end up uh, hashing out a plan of which float we wanted to do that was sure. void of life. And even, then, even switched it up. We were going to take your boat instead. Yeah, yeah. I have a drift boat, whereas Jay has a Smith Fly raft. So the drift boat's okay. a, a little bit bigger, a little bit roomier. like Especially in winter. You don't have to worry about, you know. So much room to do activities. Get, yeah, right. Catches musky better. It's just got more room for musky to get netted and put into. 
But uh, more more room for speakers to blast Wu Tang Clan. I get it. Absolutely. (laughs) But uh, so this morning we started checking gauges like five in the morning, and then we started bickering about Plan B. Like, where you want to go? What you want to do? What you want to do? And Jay said, "Fuck you guys! I'm going back to sleep. I'm gonna lay down and go back to sleep." And I said, "I'm with Jay. I'm going back to sleep too." And Mark said, and I'm already in transit. Mark said, fuck you guys. I'm already on my way. I'll go fish by myself. <laughs> oh, damn. That's low. So and did you, know, you go fish I, by yourself? And I kicked myself afterwards, too. Yeah, I did. And I, the water I fished was just high, but it was clear. It was like had a real good green color to it. And I thought for sure I'd have seen something, but I kicked myself after because I should have went to the takeout where we were supposed to go. Oh, my God. Is that Bad. That's a rough. See, yeah. See, we're about to get cleared again. The room's about to get cleared. It's going to be a three-man podcast here, real quick. Uh, but wow, this is very professional tonight. No, I'm sorry, fellas. <laughs> You're getting us on our Dude. finest hour. I like it. We saved ourselves for you guys. So, so who's the out of all of you guys? All right, this because you guys are all three fly fishermen, right? Yes, we are all three fly fishermen. Okay. Yes. So like, Josh and I have a little bit different. Oh my god! Like, this is like old older brother, like little brother stuff. Okay. At a certain point in our relationship, there may have been a challenge as to who was the better fisherman. But now we just have different skill sets, right? So we can sort of write it off of that, and you know, go on our peaceful way, thinking that we're both somewhat equal. <laughs> maybe there's a there's a mutual agreement that maybe I'm just slightly better, but the the overall theme is that we're basically the same, and we'll consent to that. I mean, we're both, you know, almost on the same level, slightly above. But anyways, so who, everybody, all out of all three of you guys, who's who is top of the heap when it comes to uh, flinging flies and catching fish? Okay, I will go go this far and say, hands down, without a doubt. When it comes to musky fishing, Mark puts in the most time, and he is the best musky fly fisherman. Yes. Okay. I, I agree completely. And I will say, Damn. I will say, Jay puts in way more time than I do, and Jay has become a way better fisherman than I am. So I okay. don't know, but there we go. I will say, I I lighten the spirits on a float though. So fuck you all. I'm the most fun to have in a raft. <laughs> all right, now, Chad, as a as a uh, as a backup prize or maybe a consolation prize. Who's the best fly tire? Um, Mark does it commercially, so uh, hands down. There uh, we go. Yeah, Mark does real well. Hey, Damn, this, is Mark. What, this, is, this is what I don't get about fly fishermen. I feel like that question just kind of sums it up. Like, you guys take pride in, like, tying flies. Like, who gives a fuck about what your tie, your flies look like? Like, dude, you know, you, you tie don't even justify this with a response, man. Don't, don't my, even, my flies are beautiful. I know, to this Neanderthal I level. My flies swim fly like a my flies swim like a flies. fluke. Like they don't catch fish. I'm like, you're not a fisherman. You you you're like a you're you're a craft you're a, you're a crafty guy. You like <laughs> sit around and you do little arts and crafts projects. Like that's kind of how I think about it. Like I don't I don't get this. It is dude but, dude crafting. You know? I like. I mean, I've always excelled in the, in craft booking and scrapbooking, and I'm not going to apologize for that, Josh. <laughs> so maybe if your mom, maybe if your mom loved you, she would have taught you the see, but, but scissors, see, all right? But see, Chris, see, I can respect you because you your flies look like shit, 
<laughs> Fuck you, dude. You know? <laughs> say that. <laughs> so we've got a buddy. We've got a buddy like that. Chris catch fish, and then like he's always like, "Yeah, my eyes don't look real." And I'm like, "Who gives a shit, dude? As long as fish eat it, you know." Exactly. They don't catch fishermen. They catch fish. Well, yeah. So Mark, I mean, how does it feel to have the the vote of confidence from your peers there? I mean, is that something you already knew? Or is this, is I got this blown out here? by this fart, so I just got back in here about five seconds ago. <laughs> I missed everything on that last couple minutes. They, they said, who's the best fly fisherman in the room? Or fly tire. I'll say fly tire. They said you suck. They said you suck at fishing. You suck dick really well. That's all I heard. But but only black dick. That does not surprise me whatsoever. (laughs) Sounds about right on par. That's that's, that's not even gay. That's just reparations. Oh, no, that's so, uh, that's pretty that's pretty good though. I feel like I feel like self awareness is a is a quality that is lacking in today's society. So, you know, you both having the self awareness to say that Mark is a great guy. He's a great friend. He's probably no, no, we, say all that shit. No, no, we, we didn't go that he's, far. He's no. most handsome. He's, all those things that you all those things that you guys said. No, 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 no. Your friend, that's very special. And I think that. It's it's really cool to see that from the outside. I said he fishes musky better. I didn't say anything about smallmouth, hybrid, <laughs> trout, any other fish on the planet. I or steelhead. I just said musky. Twenty what? I said musky. <laughs> huh? Twenty. No. Hey hey hey! That was in my boat when <laughs> I was rowing. Well, so hold on. Before we talk twenties, we should talk to Josh about some twenties. Yeah. So Josh, how's your year been going? Well, you could say you know twenty twenty sucked for everyone else, but. It was a bit. It's been very good for me. So, uh, started out the year catching uh, 21 in February, and uh, yeah, I'm on number nine. I'm stuck on nine right now. So I got a. Uh, I got. I need. Uh, the goal was to hit 10, and I have. Uh, what is it? The 13th. I have. What's 18 more days? Is there 31 days in December or 30? 30 days past September, April, June, and November. All the rest of 31. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So eighteen days then. Um, so, but it was it yeah. was a leap year. So you have you had one extra day. So I think that we, that should be just taken. To make in. this fully fair. <laughs> you should only get until December thirtieth. So you've got we'll nine twenty. Well, I can guarantee you this: if it's not like the rivers aren't blown out and it's not like pouring down rain, I'll be out on the thirty first. So if I haven't got it by then, but I mean. For our water, for our water, just and and I'll I'll do a little bit of you know, you guys were so generous, so kind to Mark, all those nice things that you said about him. I'll say something nice about Josh. To catch uh, (laughs) nine twenty-inch smallmouth in a year around here, you know, not all of those were local, mind you, but still, I mean, a lot of them were. So (laughs) pretty, pretty, pretty epic season, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's been it's been a good year for sure. I thought I think. Three of them during tournaments, so can't complain about that. And uh, yeah, did you guys? Are you guys? Uh, uh, were you kind of paying attention when we went on that trip up to uh, Minnesota? You, you know, guys, what? that was before I started listening, but I I've heard you guys speak about it. Okay, yeah. So we went up to uh, um, we went up to the upper Mississippi River, so like not quite the headwaters, but. Um, just just kind of downstream of the headwaters and we 
between uh, a group of seven of seven of us, we landed twelve fish over twenty inches in a day. In so a day, it was it was crazy. It was wild. Um, it, was that in the yeah, springtime? Sorry, was that in the springtime? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was Memorial Day. We do a trip every like weekend or long weekend on Memorial Day. Um, so we went up there for like what was it, Chris? Like five or six days. Five days. It was like, yeah, five days. And we do like it's like an annual trip. I mean, like our big, you know, we've been counting down, you know, the days since it ended pretty much, you know, until next year. So, yeah, we go what we've done, like the Wisconsin River. for It's always for smallmouth. So we've done the Wisconsin River, uh, the Muskegon, the James and the New River, um, upper Mississippi and a few others. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool trip. So from all those rivers, uh, which is your favorite area to go to, to chase the river smallmouth? I think <laughs> well, after, after this year, year. <laughs> it's, it's got to be Mississippi. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. unreal. Well, the thing about it, that place up there is it's like it's a big river. Like even up there, it's it's you know it's obviously a lot smaller than the Mississippi down down low, but it's a it's a big river and nobody fishes it. Like what we saw. And it was Memorial Day. It was their op- or the weekend after their opening weekend. So it was like pretty prime time. Chris, what we saw like maybe like ten guys fishing in five days up there. Uh, ten wild. guys fishing, but like fishing up there is different. Like they're just sort of like anchored out in the middle and just drifting yeah. like minnows. So for walleye or whatever. So I, I think we saw one other smallmouth angler the whole time we were up there. So. Yeah, it's unreal. It isn't yeah, full it of a bunch of glitter boats. Just unlimited, an unlimited amount of water just to yourself. I mean, it was it was pretty crazy. So, so what what kind of uh, baits like were you getting to throw big flukes and like big swim flies or uh, that time of year you dragging tubes? What what's the tactic for that time of year to catch a bunch of big fish? Well, we went up there and it was like kind of like a. a the stars aligned and they we got there on the first day and you know we knew they were going to be close to spawning but we weren't sure like uh, if they were like actually going to be on beds and i think it was the second day we were there we were all kind of chilling out at, around this island eating lunch and there was a we saw a bed there was a like a small mouse sitting on it and I was kind of like, ooh, I'll, I'll uh, catch this. So I threw like a Cinco up there and caught caught it in front of everybody. And then like our, one of our buddies walked across the other side of the island and he didn't say anything to anybody. He just like silently went and got his rod and like went over there. He, he, he hooked a 20 and a half. Like, and then from then on, it was like, it was all bed fishing. So it was, uh. And half your audience just turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so wait, how it many... was. I mean, there's there's no getting around it. Like, yeah. it was bed fishing the whole time. So, I mean, but up there, it was like, there was like, just, it, it was crazy. It, so, when we hit it just let me, let me just preface that with saying this, like, so on the ramp, like the second day, like the day that Josh is talking about, the only other smallmouth angler we saw just happened to be a Minnesota river, like fish biologist from the Minnesota DNR. 
and he was kind of talking to us about the river and kind of, you know, we were talking to him about his job and stuff. And, uh, he was like, Hey, just so you know, once you, once you guys get down to those islands, you should, uh, just start looking, you know, around, around the islands, you'll see all kinds of fish. It's like, okay. Then he's like, and also you guys should go check out this spot over here. He's like, uh, they're all on beds right now. He's like, so he's like, get ready. You're about to have two of the best days of fishing of your life. So, you know, the, the game biologist is the one that kind of helped us crack yeah. the code a little bit. So, you know, I don't think that there's any danger to the population of the upper Mississippi river. So now how many, we uh... wiped them all out, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, once, if the fish wasn't over 20 inches, we did throw it up on the bank, but other than that, I'm sure it was fine. Held them out long enough. All the gobies came in, ate up all the eggs. Yeah. Have you guys ever seen a frog gig? I mean, yes, it still counts. (laughs) So all them nine over twenties are all gear. You got someone fly? No, I didn't. Mine were all fly or mine all gear. Chris has caught them all. Oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I've caught I've caught five over twenty this year, but that's it. All of them on the fly. Yeah, yeah. It's dude. Don't don't start. Don't get don't pump the ego. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So I'm dealing with a monster over here and. Don't the head-to-head battle away. between you two. What is more superior, the five on the fly oh, we, or the we, nine on gear? Oh, we already we've already been down this road. I challenged Chris for 2021 uh, to who can who can catch the most over 18 or 18 or over uh, fish, and he like you know instead of like a man and just being like you know one for one, he starts well. Well, you know I fly fish, so how are we gonna handle this? So he puts up a poll on our Instagram to try to <laughs> figure out how much we need to handicap his and of course our Instagram has probably, you know, I don't eighty percent fly fishermen. Of course they're like, Oh, you know, it's worth like two for one. I'm like, Fuck that, I'm not doing this. <laughs> two for one? No way. So I think we agreed on like Chris thinks we're doing one point two five for every one. So, so his fly fish. Catch. You fish. You fish yeah. with live bait, dude. Oh, oh I don't know okay, okay. okay. No, that's what I was gonna about to ask. I was gonna about is it all, all right. artificial. A Twenty on live bait doesn't count. Artificial <laughs> like all. lure versus fly. Sometimes I actually think artificial I have the advantage okay, but... with the fly yeah, thank and you. what I can do. Thank you. Like, thank you. Yes, you do. At times, have a big advantage. Oh yeah. I can't throw little poppers and stuff. Well, even that, like, like sure you have an advantage. I like where I can sit and move my fly and suspend my fly <laughs> and 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 manipulate it to maybe swim back up current where I know a, you know, a regular uh, lure that is straight, like has straight connection to my, like to you know, to me, is not going to swim that way. What you're saying is you can't mend with a Rapala. Yeah, I can't mend. I can't make something sit and move how I want it. I, I, I maybe it's just because I use a fly rod a little more than I use gear. Even I probably know better, but I don't know. I feel like I'm not at a disadvantage when it comes to smallmouth fishing per se. Oh, Chris, Chris, you got yourself in a little deep in here, bud. What's your response? You too, Brute? You too? What's up? I think that I think what you're saying makes sense. Like, here's where I think I have the advantage. Like with fly gear, I think. I think that there are times, like certainly when the water's low and clear. Like I, I heard your episode with Tim uh, Landweir from Tightline's Fly Fishing Company, and he was talking to you about uh, Mr. Wiggly, 
Yes. You know, and like small presentations for for smallmouth. Um, I feel like at that in that situation, like when summer is like fully in gear, you know, July, August, September, I do I do kind of have an advantage. I think that when the water is muddy, you know, which happens quite a bit around here, um, I think that convention. So I don't know. Maybe yeah, I don't know. Well, that's the thing, though. Either one of us can fish. It's not like you're you're cornered into just fly fishing. I mean, if you want to fish here, you can. So we. So I mean, if you, but if you want to fly fish, look. you can. If you want to fly fish, you can. How yeah, about that? Yeah, but we don't. Yeah, but I'm not asking for special treatment. Yeah, Josh, if you want one point two five per fish, you gotta pick up the fly rod. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what? I mean, I just don't. Yeah, I'm just not. I do have a fly rod. I got. I probably will do some fly fishing next year. You've never so. gotten fly curious yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I dabbled in it and it just you know, I I, I prefer the straight and narrow. Not not <laughs> since not since know. college, huh? I just got the tip wet. Yeah, not since college. You just haven't had the right one, dude. Just need the right one. <laughs> sweep, it'll sweep you off your feet and next thing you know you got a long rod in your hand. <laughs> 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 Oh, so do you guys great. so do you guys all fish together then i mean i'm assuming that's how you guys got to know each other it's just fishing and buddies you grow up together uh, or what? chad and i grew have grown up we graduated high school together we've known each other since we were like eight uh chad met mark on uh plenty of fishermen.com and uh we've and ever since then <laughs> we've been, only. And, and we've been fly fisherman only.com and uh we've you know we've been friends with mark ever since uh he came onto the podcast and had a lot to it well, that, and, uh, that's yeah. been four years ago now. Yeah, it's been a while. So yeah, and Jay's that's the pretty other... cool. And you, have you guys been? Uh, you guys do do like trips together, like fishing trips, or you just fish locally together, or what? Um, we we do the Beast of the East every year, except this year. Uh, Jay and I had a wedding we had to attend. Yeah, they Mark... bailed on me again on that. Too. Hey, yeah. I, I drank. What is, what is seems to be a common occurrence going on here. I it, came up and got drunk with you. It, you, you did. The Beast of the East is a fly fishing musky tour or tournament. Um, oh, nice. at, at the Allegheny uh, River, at the the top of the Allegheny River, right below the uh, Kinzu Dam. Okay. And so then, Warren, Warren is it like in the wintertime, or when is, when is that go? October 10th to the 15th, usually in between those two dates. Yeah, it's the weekend of, like the second weekend in October normally. So it's usually a good time of year. Uh, there's usually a few big, big fish taken. Like I said, that 46 was taken in my boat the one year. 51 was taken another year. Mark's caught a fish in the tournament. Does uh, it go like biggest fish then? Is that what pays out? Um, it it's like a bass tournament. Uh, most inches photographed on a bump board, you know. Oh, so nice. if you if you catch oh, like fun. three musky, you you photo them on I, a bump I board. I do. I, w- I will say if we did if we had musky around here, I'm I'm definitely jealous of you guys with that because we we have no musky. We, we there are some lakes with some musky in them, but there's there's really like next to nothing in the river. Yeah, but there's also they're stocked. Here. I mean, they're not. They're not like native, you know, right? Musky. Yeah, so, uh, a lot of ours tiger, are stocked yeah. too. Yeah. All of ours mm-hmm. Yeah, all ours are stocked here, but it's just, it's a different animal with mm-hmm. them, though. Yeah, I bet it's like, uh, like on a on a good day going out, is it like you'll move a fish, or on a, I mean, is it free like you frequently catch one or what? Uh, I mean, at this point. I mean, uh, every day I'm expecting Mark. to catch a fish, but 
You, I mean, a, a good day, yeah, you're moving You're moving a fish. But well, here, just even put it in perspective. How many times did you go out musky fishing this year? Uh, I probably pushed close to 50. And how many fish did you catch? 11. There you go. Yeah. I moved probably, yeah. I think I moved That's wild, mid-30s. Dude. That's wild. So I moved close yeah, to Yeah, but when, you, when you do finally connect, it's probably, like, unreal. Like, you know, a big smallmouth is probably close, like, because we, I mean, we spend so much time hunting, like, a 20-inch smallmouth. So when you finally net, when you finally put one in the boat, it's like, but the boat hype is real, you know? Oh, the sure. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So I, I imagine muskies the same way. <clears throat> oh, so. yeah. The hype for sure. But I think the one thing different, I think, like, these guys can attest, when you're fishing smallmouth, you're looking for that fight because there's so much fun and the eat. But muskie, that eat and a muskie, to see it and visually, you know, just it, it's unreal. You get a fish that yeah. size to engulf a fly or go into a figure eight. Oh yeah, the eats what what the, what's the pinnacle there? Where smallies bring a few more other options to the table. Yours are just bulldogging them and trying to put a musky in the net quick. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Josh, uh, we went to the New River two years ago, and Josh was. Uh, I'm sorry, it was on the James. Yeah, you're right. He hooked up with a, a giant muskie, completely unintentionally, fishing a spinnerbait. And my brother and I were in the drift boat, like, right next to him. And I did offer to lip the muskie uh, <laughs> to get it into the boat. He did not take me up on it, and it, it got off. But I immediately, like, saw the appeal of it, you know. So, so yeah, and I had that bridge. thing on for, like, what, maybe, like, two minutes? Yeah. I had it on forever. Just seeing that fish, like seeing the power of it, seeing like how big it was, seeing like I had a few follows on that trip, just smallmouth fishing, like a few muskies followed up to the boat. Of course, I tried a figure eight and actually hit the fish in the head with my fly rod. Um, <laughs> but like seeing like that fish, I was like, okay, I get it. You know, I get the the long, you know, not seeing it, not seeing a fish for two or three trips and then getting one. I get it. So, yeah, it's a rush for sure. Yeah, especially. And you guys mostly start doing that like in October or you get away with it earlier in the year. It never stops until no. like maybe summer gets a little too warm. Once you hit 75. Is that you? Again? Yeah, because don't they get like mortality or something? Yeah, yeah, you get delayed offset mortality on them. Yep. So about yeah. 75 we shut down. But other than that, I mean, as long as it doesn't get brutal cold. Our outflows still keep pumping water. We can still fish them. You just got to – you dang near dead drift them, but fish them slow, you can still fish them. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's really – I think that's a that's like a huge thing that you guys may take for granted, but just being – like having the, you know, the option to go for, you know, a lot of different things is a pretty cool, yeah, pretty cool thing that, you know, we don't have, so. Speaking of that, what, what are your options? I know we – like – we were talking before we started recording that we have trout and steelhead and smallmouth and largemouth and we pike. didn't we didn't talk about bowfin and pike and musky. You know we have all kinds of fish we can go chase and carp. Carp are my love, but uh, what what are you guys' options? Well, we have carp. We have we have carp in droves. Uh, oh, there's so much fun uh, on the fly rod. Yeah, and we have small we have carp, smallmouth, largemouth. You know and you know, targetable quantities, I think. Um, we have one uh, trout river that's like, you know, it's like a tailwater. They're stocked trout, and that's like an hour and 40 minutes from me. 
Um, and then I think, you know, probably you're looking at like another two hours, a two hour drive, two and a half hour drive to get into like Pike, uh, Muskie and Steelhead. And that's all so, north? I'm sorry? That's all pretty much north of you, huh? Yeah, it's like they run out of the Lake Michigan area. So like Saint, the St. Saint Joseph uh, River is like in northern Indiana, like up by South Bend. But that's, I mean, that's two and a half hours from us. So, you know. That, that makes for a long day honest, trip. If I'm driving that far, I'm just going to drive like another hour and 15 minutes and go to the Muskegon. So. Do you guys have any, uh, did you guys get any of the gar at all? Like spotted gar? Yeah, gar is becoming a bit of a, a, you know, game fish, I think. Yeah, I mean, we've got those for sure. Um, big ones, you know. Because mm-hmm. it's kind of, you know, trashy ag agro runoff water so we've got all those species you know drum mm-hmm. uh, gar carp all that so the drum are a lot of fun too i like them yeah there's like there's a guy um i don't know if you guys follow him or not his name is his name on instagram is dave hurl uh, you guys follow him that, on instagram he's like yeah, a i know who you're talking about he fishes yeah, up yeah. in the saint Clair area like lake saint Clair, and he he pretty much like exclusively targets black <sighs> drum but he like he has like a towy boat, you know, and he kind of like pulls around for him and you know sight fishes to him. It's actually it looks pretty cool. Uh, it's never really intrigued me until I saw his like pictures and videos. Pretty awesome. So you should go check him out. So do you, do you guys actually fish together? I I hear the tournament talks and stuff. And do you guys fish together on the regular? Uh yeah yeah, yeah definitely. I mean. Josh is like one of my, uh, definitely one of my first calls. Yeah. So I, I have my brother and I fish together a lot. I fish with Josh a lot. And then there's a couple of other guys that, you know, I fish with, you know, off and on, but definitely one of my strangers that he takes his pants off in front of. <laughs> Preferably like really, sure. really, really young, the younger guys, the better. And he loves to take his pants off. <laughs> Dear Lord. 